Welcome back, Double Teamed Fam. How are we doing today? We're going to be talking about being a service sub with the amazing, the male submissive. Hi, how are you? Hey guys, thanks for uh, having me on again. I'm really excited and as always, it's really good to see you both. Absolutely. We did a Switch special before. Now this is a service sub special. special. Yes. Maybe that'll be the title. Actually, I don't know. Will that be the title? Service sub special. I like that. Service sub special. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's very I mean, hard to say. <laughs> I identify as anyway, so. We always have fun picking the names, the titles um, out. Unless something comes along that's better. Yeah. But anyways. Okay, to begin, before we dive in, I thought, and someone asked this question, so I guess in a way maybe we are diving in. So one of the questions was, what is the difference between a normal sub versus a service sub? And I think we should make that distinction. And versus like a slave? Yeah. What would be your answer to that question? So I think like for me anyway, when I first kind of discovered like the whole Dom sub dynamic to begin with was like basically in fiction stories. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of pick it up. I think there's a lot more resources out there now that kind of show more than that. But over the last 10 years since I've like discovered all this, a lot of it was just all bedroom stuff. Like when you think of sub, you think of like sexually, like when you're in the bedroom, like I'm the submissive one, like I'm a bottom or, you know, like a lot of times a sub can be identified as a bottom or whatever. And I think that I guess I'm trying to think of a good way to put it, but a normal submissive, like they're not thinking about what goes through my head is like constantly is what can I do for D? Like, what can I do to make her life better, like her day better or this better versus I think sometimes a sub is like, I want to feel special. Like I want to feel cared for. I want this. I think there's a big difference between like a service sub and someone who's just oh, I'm submissive in my relationship as in I don't really take the lead on anything. I don't take the lead my day to day with them or in the bedroom or in any aspect. But I'm also not really thinking about the service. I'm like, what task can I do them outside of sexually? Like, mm-hmm. can I do this for them? Can I do that for them? Like, I think it goes the same way for doms, too. Like, there's a lot of doms out there that, like, you have, like, your daddy doms or, like, the way they treat you. And I think that really identifies and, like, what kind of submissive or dominant you are is how far up the escalator are you, like, I think you have a basic submissive at the bottom and it's saying like, hey, I feel submissive in a few areas, but it doesn't identify me versus the further you go up the escalator. It's like as a service sub, like that's in my head, like all day long, like it feels like part of who I am. And I think it's because I put so much emphasis on doing things for D. Yeah, well, and I would say I agree with that because sometimes I'm more little sub than I am service sub in the sense that like, I just want to relinquish control and, you know, I want to please daddy and then I want the caregiving aspect of it. And yeah, basically just the caregiving aspect of it. But I think there is that distinction when when you're a service sub, it's more so your mind is like, what can I do for my master? What can I do for my mistress? What can I do for my daddy? Because I think you can be a service sub You know, whether you're little, whether you're a brat, maybe. I was going to say littles and brats, too. So sometimes that's a distinction between there, too. Yeah, I definitely understand that. You know, sometimes it can get confusing just because there are so many different layers to the dynamic and so many different ways that you, you know, I mean, it's all a spectrum. But the way that I would look at it is there's a difference between submission 
you know, submitting to someone in whether that's, you know, a master or a dom or a mommy or whatever versus acts of service that you perform for your dominant. Yeah, I mean, at least to me, submission versus the acts of service are two very different things. And so service subs, I feel like are the ones that want to perform those acts of service for their dominance, rather than just submitting to them, like you said, whether in bed, sexually, or in other ways. I always started out as just in my submission. And I think more recently, I've started exploring more of my service sub side. I think for me, you know, different people have brought out that energy in me, but I can definitely tell the difference between like me just wanting to submit to someone versus me wanting to perform acts of service to someone or serve someone. Yeah, yeah. Or serve someone in a way. Now I will say another one that people brought up was like slave versus service sub. I mean, I did ask my dom about this because, you know, they are the experts. And basically my male dom had said that they're kind of the same thing, but at the same time, a slave is going to be on kind of like a higher level of like honorific and maybe like further to the right on the spectrum of service submission. So it's kind of like a higher level of service submission, which I would agree with because I think while I consider myself a service sub to some people that I've you know, felt that energy with, I would not consider myself a slave. And he did mention that it has to also to do with, you know, which one you prefer, which one you resonate with, like if you're a service sub or a slave. Do you want to get to the slave level or are you more on the service sub side? So before I get into that, I guess I should have opened with this, but I also want to point out that like whatever I say here, you all say here are interpreted or interpretation of what this is. Like, it's not like, oh, well, he said, she said on double team that this is what it is. Like, I think that's like my number one thing I try to share on the male submissive account is like, hey, kink and dynamics and all this isn't something and just be put in a box and like labeled. And I think so many people like, oh, well, they're kinky and just try to put it all together. But the cool thing about any of it and dominance and submission to me is you make it your own. And mm-hmm. I, I know it's like said a thousand times, but I think it needs to be said a thousand times. As long as like both of you are consenting, there's boundaries. Like you negotiate, you communicate, like you talk about all this. It just don't expect the other partner or partners to just automatically pick up and know these things because it takes a ton of reading and like hearing other people's stories and figuring out your story. And it's just like, I think at the end of the day, like, if I talk to you all, our versions of our submission or dominance, whatever you are, are going to be different. And I hate that feeling like that people try to play like that, uh, get on that power trip and like, no, that's not it. Like they try to be these coaches and it's like, I understand yours may look different, but what makes mine wrong if I've communicated it and we both consent to it? Like who's to say it's right or wrong. So I don't want you all to think what I'm saying is like, oh, well, he believes this and I don't like him for that now. I don't want that to come yeah. across like that. I get that. I think that's fair. Yeah, well, I, you know, dynamics has a lot to do with it because every kinky relationship is going to build its own dynamic. And yeah, it is going to be based off boundaries and communication. I mean, those structures are out there, but at the end of the day, you're right. It is what it is how you, you know, both decide to structure it in that dynamic. Yes, there are these terms and yes, there are like things that fall under certain umbrellas of these terms and whatnot. But at the same time, like, you know, it's what you guys negotiate and what resonates with you. So maybe like you like being a little, but you know, that's the way that you are a little is not the definition of someone else's, 
you know, is a little doesn't mean you're not a little because you're still in your dynamic. Like that's how you guys are practicing it. So I agree with that. I think like the whole point, like we're in this spaces to begin with is because we don't like stereotypes and stigmas that come with like normal everyday things. And then like you're trying to turn what we have here into the same thing. It's like, just be you, like be unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to add to the whole slave thing, I will be honest, when I take like the test, it's pretty high up there. But I think I think there's like a very fine distinction like between fantasy and what's real. It's like, in my head, does this sound good versus am I really going to participate in like that kind of thing? But I really love like the sense of ownership kind of so it kind of like goes like with the whole collared thing like that's like something that i think is really cool we don't do that like i'm not collared or anything like with d but i've mentioned it but that's not something i'm going to push on her because she's not to that point yet and she might not be which is fine but i'm really big on like the things that like even it's just between the two of us that show like I am her submissive and she's my dominant. Like, like even if it's like a bracelet is like a day call or something. And I know that's very like slave or owner or pet play or whatever related. But at the end of the day too, I think it's just like your sign that you feel it. It's almost like my wedding band. Like my submission to her is like the same thing. And I would like to something to show it. So that's kind of one thing, but I've read a lot of a uh, slave style stories, especially like dungeon style things. Like, and I don't know, like that's an intense level. Like you're almost going into that CNC, like the consensual non-consent when you become a slave. So it's like you're really diving headfirst in there. And I think the difference in that and being backing off a little bit to the service sub thing is you still have a regular relationship too. Like sometimes D and I turn off the we're twenty four seven. So like I'm always mindful how I talk to her or what I say. Or I still don't want to break that boundary that I've created in my own space of being a submissive. But sometimes we turn that off. Like it's not constant. Like we need to have like a serious conversation or whatever it may be. Or we maybe we still get mad at each other or whatever it is. And I feel like whenever you're kind of playing that slave role, it's like no, I'm theirs and I'm not going to say anything. So. And I would be interested to interview a slave yeah. and master or mistress and see, you know, how they go about with the communication of, because you do, I, I mean, you do have to step outside of the dynamic at that point to have those sort of conversations. So I'd be curious to know how that's done. But I also need to read more on slave and masters. I've dabbled in it a tiny bit, but not enough, I would say. My fin sub calls me master, and um, it's not my normal honorific. Usually I like to go by mistress when I'm a dom. And um, so when he calls me master, it's it's very different. But I've come to really like it. Um, (laughs) And I'm not going to lie. But but I don't think I could ever like have him be like my full slave kind of thing. But you know what? Never say never because he is a service sub. But anyways, I was just making a note of that because, you know, master's one that he sort of recently started using. But before it was just master's or something after it. Nope, just master. That's cool. Yeah, it does something to me. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, anyways, well, let's, we'll go ahead and move on to some other questions. I geek out on that. It's cool. Like the name. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's really not. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's taken some adjustment, but it's not bad. And he did, you know, ask. I was going to add to that about the slaves is, like I said, I have read a lot about it, 
And I know in my own head, though, especially with guys, I don't know if girls would be the same way. But once you put it in your head that, hey, I'm going to do this, it's almost like you turn that switch off. You're going to have a safe word and you're going to have all these things, but you've already got committed to it. So even if it's bothering you, you're not going to speak up. I'm not saying anybody should do that, but I think it does happen. And I think once you start getting to those extremes, people are just like, and I'm speaking from a guy's perspective here, but that's a huge issue in my opinion is them not speaking up. It's like, well, I've committed to this role as being a slave, so I'm going to do it. And then, you know, it's just. I would be very interested to see or just to like know what that mindset looks like when you are hitting the extremes. Well, I, I think I can relate to that in a way. I know what you're talking about because in rope, in shibari, especially in suspensions, there have been times where like my dom is tying me up and I'm starting to feel like super uncomfortable in a certain position. But I want to push myself as a submissive. I want to, I, like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? No, it doesn't hurt. I'm fine. I can yeah, do this. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, as a submissive, you have to, you have to understand, like, what are your limits? And, and yeah, sometimes you kind of do have to push them to really, truly understand where they lay. But I've faced that multiple occasions. And there, there was one time where the rope humbled me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I really thought I was like pushing myself and I was like, I'm doing so good. And I'm like, I I got this and it wasn't even that like crazy of a bind and then when I when he was taking me out of it oh man it was like drop and I like felt nauseous it was terrible my female dom came over and like helped me out but it was one of those instances where I'm like maybe I pushed myself a little bit too much so and I think you know as a dominant you know you're doing the best you can as a submissive that's when you have to like you know learn to know your limits and then speak up and use your you know whether it's a stoplight or safe word or whatever to kind of communicate that because otherwise your dominant isn't going to know so but I could see that how like in a slave dynamic or one of the more extreme levels of certain dynamics in BDSM you want to push yourself because you want to be a good sub you want to be a good slave you want to be a good little whatever but you have to learn what those limits are all right now we'll go on to one of the questions was what's the service you like doing the most for D so I feel like that has to be broken down into two parts because I like doing uh, non-sexual things. I like doing sexual things. So Let's hear both. <laughs> so I think it's pretty clear if you follow me. Uh, if you don't follow me, I talk about going down on D a lot. So that is nothing else even is up there with it. That's I basically like she has that on command. Like she's like, Hey, I want it and she's gonna get it, you know. And sometimes that's like all I wanna do too. I'm like, How about I just like get you off when we go to bed? So I mean that's that's definitely my favorite, like hands down. And like a lot of people like I've kinda gotten not I don't know how to put it, like it's not like I'm just going out every time somebody's talking about sex, like yeah, I go down on D all the time. But like, if there's a conversation about it and it's just like, well, your group here and they're like, I like doing this. I like doing that. And I'm like, uh, I like going down on her. And uh, they're like, what? And I'm, they're like, what about you? And I'm like, I literally care more about her orgasm than mine, like 98% of the time. And I know that's like hard to believe. And I don't think D believed that for a long time. She's like, there's no way that's all you want to do. And then you don't get anything. And I'm like, that is something for me, though. I'm like, whenever I'm doing it and like I like watch her expressions or her feeling or whatever, and it's just like I'm into it with her. So I don't know. There's just something like surreal about it. And I guess it's like seeing her feel so good makes me feel good. So 
that's definitely the top thing. And then for the non-sexual? So non-sexual is anything that would make her like day or she's super busy. So if something needs, I really like cleaning. Like that's something I actually like to do. So uh, especially like get dressed up like in drag or completely cross-dressing and then clean. So if she needs something done, which I usually will do it anyway, but especially if there's something specific she needs done, I like like cleaning stuff up for her. That's definitely something non-sexual I really enjoy doing for her that kind of benefits us both, but it takes like another stress off her mind. Like, well, I don't have to take care, even help him take care of that. I almost said my name. I, I was like, but if that's in her head, back of her head, like, well, I had to help him today do that. But I did it all. So it just makes her life easier. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the times that I've been more service sub oriented, I like giving massages. That's what I've really enjoyed to do for the, yeah, for those times. I don't know that I would like the, I'm not the type of service sub that wants to do more of like those kind of household tasks or, but I do like things that helps someone like in their body relax more. So like massages, I like, I would love if like one of my guys that I explore things with would let me like bathe them. Cause I think that's like so fun. And like as a service, the, the service sub side of me would love to bathe one of them anyways, but those are my top two. I don't know. See, I'm trying to think of the times that I've done more service in my submission and it mainly included massages. Or I used to give my dom foot rubs. Oh, foot rubs are good. So that's like massage. I liked those. Yeah. Uh, so that one's good. Yeah. But um, I this, like receiving foot rubs too. Yeah. And I like receiving massages. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say this past weekend when I had a male sub, he, you know, there was at one point where I was in the bathtub, like just my feet were in the tub and then he dried off my feet And then at one point, like we were taking a break and he was like massaging my lower back and giving me a foot rub. And I like fell in love with that. I was like, thank you so much. So it was also nice to like be on the receiving end for sure. This next question, I think kind of goes along well with what you were talking about, like, you know, with household tasks being one of your favorite things. Someone asked, how do you balance being a service sub? Do you do all the household chores 24 seven or does that fluctuate? So I think what they're trying to ask there is, you know, you guys have like more of a 24 seven dynamic, but is there kind of a balance between your service sub and then kind of like just what the things that you two need to get done around the house together? I guess because I'm like I've said before, I'm always conscious of it. So and it's something I constantly want to prove myself. And I think that's especially since we've established more of our dynamic that I've come into is like, I don't want to just say I'm going to do all these things and not do them. So it's almost like anytime I can like see an opportunity to do a task that may be both our tasks, like I really want to do it. But I also get really lazy sometimes. So like, like we were talking about day to day, and I don't want to use this as an excuse, but like, so my job's manual labor, and like sometimes it's exhausting. Like, and like I worked till ten o'clock last night, and it's like some days I come home, and in my head it's like, yeah, I want to do this, this, and this for D, and then I just sit there and don't do it, and then I feel guilty about it after, and then it's like. I just tell her I want to do all these things for and then don't do any of them. So I don't want anybody to think like I'm like perfect in that aspect. And even when Dee goes back and listens to this, she's going to be like, yeah, you don't always do those things. So I'm not going to not going to pretend that I do. But in my head and in a perfect world, yes, 
I would want to do a hundred percent of the household things and despise cooking. Like even when she's gone, like we'll be away from each other for a few weeks and I hate cooking for myself and I bodybuild. So it's very important how much I eat and I just hate cooking. But I think if I like could get rid of another more mundane task, like in my work life or day to day and take up that, I would be happy like cooking, cleaning, like when she comes home, she doesn't have to do anything other than whatever she wants. Like almost like a maid or like, you know, like a housekeeper or whatever. Like I would totally be her hot house husband. Stay at home sub. Yes. But with a private chef. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also not a fan of cooking. So I feel you there. Yeah. I can definitely see how it has to be a balance because even though there is a dynamic present, you know, you are also a human, you know, like you were saying, there are days where you're going to be tired and as much as you want to submit and, and be of service and and do these things like your body's tired. Yeah. And you just, or you want to break from it and you don't, you you don't want to like burn yourself out. Like I think for everyone in any form of, you know, BDSM, like even if it is a 24 seven dynamic, there has to be a balance to it. I think we should come back to this in a year when I hopefully have a different career and my life's a lot different because I hope when that happens and I'm not like as exhausted that I'm actually doing a lot more as her sub and like she really like feels that presence like oh he's really stepped it up like I feel like he is my service sub like 24 7 like I want her to feel like I do towards me like yeah he's doing these things like that he feels and he talks about not just talking about it Mm. One of the questions was, what's a special detail or action that truly makes you feel like a service sub? This kind of ties into like all the things we were discussing. Is there one thing that as you're doing it, you're just like, yes, this is me and my element as a service sub? So I'm definitely going to have to include like what I'm wearing into that. And so I really love when D like picks me out something to wear, especially like something very feminine, definitely like women's clothes cross-dressing but she picked it out she's like you're gonna wear that and do this so let's say she laid me out an outfit and then like clean the whole house and like the entire house like two or three hours of cleaning this outfit she picked like when i'm doing it it's just like i don't know it doesn't feel like a chore it doesn't feel like a task i like it like i love it actually and i just feel that she understands me and like i'm doing something for her i don't know it's just it's really cool because it's kind of like it's almost like when I work out, like I love going to the gym, you know, like that's a, something I'm really passionate about. And I think it's the same thing. Like when I'm doing something for her, it's that same feeling. Like I want to go to the gym. I want to lift. Well, I want to come home and put on a skirt and heels and clean the house for her. Do you have a little maid outfit? I do not have anything that's made specific, but I would love to have like one of those satin, like real style looking maid outfits. <gasps> I love that. That would be so cute. That's how I would envision it. This kind of ties into, because like a lot of what you've mentioned are like the things that you want to do for D and then the ways that you want to submit to her. And, you know, like it pleases you to know that like you're, you've made her day easier and better and all of those things. But someone's question was, what things do service slaves need from their dom? So like, what do you look for in return from her whenever you do these things for her? Or like, what are some examples of some things that she does in return, maybe once you've completed your tasks or, you know, you finished cleaning the house, whatever it is that make you feel like super fulfilled. So I don't want to repeat myself a whole lot either here. I know there's a lot of, a lot of this runs in to each other, but, uh, I would say D is very independent, like extremely independent, which I'm really independent too. And 
it's kind of weird how I feel so hard in submission with how independent I used to be, but or still am, but not towards her. I would not say I'm dependent on D, but I like my dependence with her. I still want to feel needed. Like I want her. I do so much acts of service for her that she maybe not needs it, but wants it. Like I want to feel wanted. There we go. I can say that. Like I want her to like want the things that I'm offering and just like become accustomed to it almost. And when I feel like that, what's the best way to say it? Like. I think that's a good way to put it. Her almost feel as intimate as I do in the things that I do for her. Like I want that intimacy that I'm putting into it back just because she appreciates it so much. Like, and just be, have like, you know, words of affirmation or like, just like, tell me, like, you don't have to show me or give me anything. Just like, tell me like, Hey, I really love that you did this, this and this, or how you do it or how much you love doing it for me. Like just acknowledgement, I guess is a way to put it. I'm the same way. The times that I've been more service oriented, I look for the same things, which would be words of affirmation or, I mean, that's probably the main one for me too. Yeah. Words of affirmation. I'm trying to think if there's any others. That's what I would want. Yeah. Because I mean, A, because I just love praise. I was going to say praise. Actually, that's another one too. Like, I absolutely. Good girl. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Like, you know, if I'd give my Dom a foot rub and he'd be, you know, like, that's a good LPM or that's a good girl. LPM is what he usually calls me. <laughs> I remember one of my partners was a very casual partner. Anyways, we occasionally would like dabble into some things. And, and I remember one time, like I gave him a massage, like when we were done. And then like, we did kind of like all the breath play, I guess is how you would put it. Choking. Anyways. Oh, I was like breath play. <laughs> like, yeah, like choking. No, no, no. <laughs> choking. Cock. We did an episode on it. Cock choking. Anyways. And I remember like at the end of the night, he texted me and he was like, you were a very good girl tonight and i'm like that's all i needed that's all i needed and i'm like fulfilled so i mean i think that looks different for everyone some people may want words of affirmation some people may want like a solid aftercare you know routine after they finish doing the chores like cuddles or something i don't know so let's go get you a manicure or something like that yeah that, that could be it too so it just depends i'll steal your phrase here but like so the other night during a scene, I love the whole good boy, good girl thing. Just like you're saying, like, it's just, it feels good, you know, and that's like all it takes. Well, it isn't a phrase that Dee's like ever used. And the other night during a scene, like, she gives me permission, like, for release, you know, and it's like, we're in the middle of it. And I'm like, hey, I'm close or whatever. And she's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, she's like, no, no, you're not. And sometimes I can't help it, you know. It's like that's it. And the other night, like somehow I like kept it under control. And she looked at me and she's like, that's a good boy. And like it's the first time I ever heard it. And like I'm gonna be like Nikki. I'm like feels fucking good like to hear that. <laughs> yes, it, it really does. does. It really does. Every <laughs> time, it never gets old. Yeah, the moment someone calls me good girl, I turn into putty. Yeah, like the calm and like fulfillment. And I was like, man, that feels, I already knew it was going to feel good for her to say that, like to hear it and it be real. And like in the moment, it was just like, I don't think I'll ever forget it. She's like, you never forget anything, but I really won't ever forget that. (laughs) That's awesome. I I love love that. that. I know. And your face just lit up. I know. I was going to say, as you're talking, we can see you and you're just like, you can see the like, you know, cartoons (laughs) when the eyes get all like. It's like hearts coming out. Yeah, that's what it looks like. 
<laughs> That's what I see. My fin sub, he also likes to be called good boy. And I was actually texting him last night because I made him wear his cage for the evening. And I said, good boy. And I remember when he texted me back, he was like, my two favorite words. And I was laughing to myself when he said that because the number of times that I've said that, like one of my guys, he always calls me good girl. And I always say that same response, my two favorite words. So I was laughing that his response was the same as my response. Yeah. You know what we should make? What? For merch, we should make crop tops that say good girl and good boy. Oh, I love that. That'd be cute. I oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna start working on that. Would you want one? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. We'll send you one. <laughs> I'm trying to think, surely someone out there has put good girl on a crop top, but I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen one either. And if they are out there, I want one. So for those that listen to this that are sub or dom, if you're looking like for things like to get your sub or dom, Etsy has a ton options for like, and I saw, I saw good boy and good girl on a day caller, like has a piece of metal on it and it's uh inscribed in it like either good boy or good girl or sub or dumb but they use good boy and good girl in there a lot i love that uh etsy is actually super kinky yeah that's where all the stuff is if you want to get some good kink stuff etsy i'm pretty sure that's where my dom's got my collar that says come dumpster on it <laughs> i love that collar <laughs> it was a beautiful moment i wore it recently i asked them for permission first before i could wear it and they were like, good girl for asking. And I wore it when I went to like a music festival, like an EDM concert. And the guy that went with me, he was like, what does that say? And I'm like, it says come dumpster. And he just shook his head. He was like, the things you own. He was like, how do you even have that? that? Yeah. And I was like, it was a gift from my doms. And he was like, well, anyways. Well, I'm just thinking I can make the crop top. It'll say good girl or good boy on the front. And then on the back, I want it to say, or maybe like underneath it in like very small writing, have it say like, you know, at double team podcast, something like that. Oh, you could put it like on the back, like towards the yeah, bottom like by on the, the sleeve. Hand. On the sleeve. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. And this one. I might have something I can treat this one. If someone is interested in being a dom to a service sub, where to start? What should they know? From your service sub perspective, what do you think they should do to start? Well, first of all, you're going like, to have to kind of establish like some of the questions we've already had. Like, You're going to have to know what they really enjoy, I think. Because if you're first starting off, I don't think it, you want to like jump right in and be overwhelming because then you're going to feel like your sub may feel like they're not enough, you know? It's like, well, I don't really enjoy doing that. I'm going to do it anyway because, you know, it's an act of service. But I think they need to get excited about it. You know, it's like if you know what things they really enjoy or they like cleaning or like cooking or giving massages or whatever it is, I think that should be something you start with. And just like not dive right into like, hey, you're going to do this, this and this for me. Like kind of start small and build that trust and like hey, they really like when I do that. I wonder if they'll really like when I do this, this, and this, you know? So kind of have that communication established to where you know what's going to draw them into it and fulfill them. I agree. That's the beginning of every DS dynamic or any BDSM dynamic. Understand what they want out of it and from there start slow. I would say for this one, like from, a, from the perspective of someone who's had service subs, in some form 
My fin sub would probably be the longest one, but I remember one of the first times I ever played with a male submissive, he was a service sub. And I remember at the end of the night, he was like, he was like, what can I do for you? And I'm like, and I mean, and, and I had to really like get in the headspace of like asking someone to do shit for me because like, if I'm being quite honest, even though I delegate, you know, like a pro, I really do at the same time. <laughs> I, uh, at the same time, I'm the kind of person that I'm like, I want to do shit myself because I want it to be done right. And I'm very type A. You so, are just like <laughs> <laughs> Is she the same way? Yeah. That's funny. And so like, I remember when he was like, can I get you a glass of water? I'm like, sure. Why not? And then he, he like asked me a bunch of other things and I just hadn't thought to like, give him those commands because it was my first time and b i was like you know these are normally things that i just do for myself because i'm a strong independent woman and like i don't need someone to do that for me so like it does take time to get into the headspace as a dom of like hey dt fam you know how important std testing is and how often we discuss it on our show which is why i'm super stoked to be working with stdcheck.com So whether you are with a new partner or you just want to stay on top of your sexual health, maybe you have multiple partners or maybe you went to a sex party and forgot to use a condom, whatever it is, it is super important for you to be maintaining your sexual health and that obviously includes STD testing. So stdcheck.com is the leader in reliable and affordable lab-based STD testing. I've done this many times, so I'm definitely a big fan of this. Basically, you order your test online and then go right to one of their certified labs, get your testing done, no doctor visit is required, and then you do get your results emailed to you in about two days. What I love about stdcheck.com obviously is it offers confidential and convenient STD testing. This is how I typically do my testing, especially when I want to do a full, full panel. So with multiple online payment options, it's super easy to set up. And also you just have that peace of mind. If you're looking for a super convenient way to go get tested, head on to stdcheck.com. And right now, stdcheck.com is offering our listeners $10 off your order. So go to doubleteamedfam.com. Of course, we'll have that linked in the episode description. Click on stdcheck and use code DTF to get $10 off your next STI test. That's doubleteamedfam.com. Click on stdcheck and use code DTF to go get tested. And this is just a great way to support our show while you're taking care of your sexual health. So thank you guys. Go get tested. Finding those little things to have your submissive do, but then also like relinquishing that control over like things that you would normally just do for yourself. Because it's one thing like sexual tasks, you know, obviously like you're not going to go down on yourself. Like, of course, you're going to make them go down on you. Like, but, you know, getting a glass of water for yourself, like that's normally something you do. So now you just kind of have to like switch. So I think in the beginning for everyone, you know, as a dom with a service sub, it's just a matter of making that switch in your mindset and getting used to, you know, allowing someone to do those things. I would also say, and this is also because I'm a master delegator and I've, you know, in my previous jobs, I've had teams of like, you know, 10 or 30, 40 people under me. You know, it's also all about like the way you also say something mm-hmm. like your sub says, may I get you something? The response would, or may I get you a glass of water? The response would be absolutely get me too. It's like something that makes it even more in scene, 
Yeah, it takes it to the next level. I could see that. Yeah. So uh, think of that as like a scheduling or anything like that, that normally where you would ask, let's say, hey, uh, you've already talked about something you're going to do together, like go out somewhere or go to a store and get something. And it's like, hey, do you want to do this today or whatever? Kind of be like, maybe ask like, hey, what are you doing? So-and-so date. And when they say nothing, be like, okay, well, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do this with me. Like, it's all about how you like, word and phrase things too. Because like, I like melt that melt. Like when Dee's texting me and she's like, hey, we're going to do this on this day. And I'll be like, okay. And she, or not, oh, okay. But uh, I'll say something back. Like maybe I had a plan or something. And she knows I didn't. And she's like, no, I said, we're doing this. And then I'm like, you're right. We're doing that. I'm like, yes, queen. <laughs> oh, are you being a little brat? I know. So. Okay, <laughs> love that. <laughs> like, and I don't, and I don't really ever say like, I'm not into the whole brat thing. So I guess I do it unintentionally. I like, will push back a little just so she gets firm. Because yeah. like, well, like, and that's like okay. That. If yeah, you like if you bring out a little brattiness to get that firmness, I think that's okay. Like, I love that. I feel firm in what you say. And, like, kind of like what you said, it doesn't have to be huge. Like, this huge, like, oh, you're going to go and mop the floors or clean the floor with a toothbrush or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be extreme and be like, I need something across the house or whatever. Go get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just yeah. uh, something small that you don't want to go do in that moment and you can make them go do well, and I think that's, you know, that's kind of the beauty in service submission, too, is you can take such a mundane task and make it a service act in which, you know, perhaps... It's kinky, it's exciting, yeah, it, it's it does kinky. something for you. Yeah, and it gets your sub excited. So it's like, you know, maybe you're watching TV and, you know, you tell your sub, go make us some popcorn when you come back, you know, kneel at my feet and we'll eat it together. You know, something like that. So there's lots of ways to get creative with it. Yeah, that's the fun part. But I think there's a difference between like having them do tasks like because with my Finn sub, since we he doesn't live in the same state as me, I give him tasks to do for himself. So like last night when I made him wear the cage for the evening. So and, and that was just because like I knew he gets pleasure out of me like telling him to do that. But I, I struggle with like giving him tasks for him to do for me. A, because like we don't, you know, we're not in the same state and B, like I just, I still struggle with it sometimes. I would say I'm getting better at it, but that's still kind of like an area of improvement for me. Just It's a different mindset. So I'm sure for D, it's been kind of one of those things where it's like, does she give you both a mix of like tasks for you to do for yourself and then for also like her? She doesn't really have, we haven't gotten to the point of like her giving me tasks to do for myself yet, but I would, that's something I would like to incorporate, but no, most of it's stuff just for her. I think another thing that Dom should keep in mind with a service sub is at least like maybe because I've seen I have been on both sides of the dynamic and it's kind of like what we were talking earlier is like really emphasizing like how the sub wants to like receive from the acts of service. So like we mentioned earlier, you know, we want the praise, we want the words of affirmation, those things, like whatever that is, you know, I think as a dominant, when you're asking the questions of like, what do you want to do? Like what things make you feel fulfilled? All of those things. And then also like ask the question of like, what can I do at the end of your service to help you feel fulfilled or whatever that's that's kind of an important question to add to that mix i would say Mm -hmm. i would agree with that because i don't know if everyone remembers to ask that question 
And you know what? I would definitely say that with my fin sub, I didn't ask that question in the beginning. I didn't find out until later that he liked to be called good boy. It wasn't like until further into our dynamic. I think actually it was Cammy that said it to him once because there have been times where he pays for our manicures. And so Cammy sent him a text saying good boy and he ate that up and I had no idea. And he was like, yeah, I like this. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I did. I asked him like what kinds of services and things like he liked to do. But not once did I ask him like what I can do in return because I just wasn't in that headspace. I was in the headspace of like as a dom, I want to please him and and give him the things and commands that will, you know, make him happy. But I didn't really ask about like the reward after. So and I mean, I used to say other things, but yeah, I, I just made that realization as we were talking here that you have to ask that too. And now I have. And so now I, I understand that there are other things too that he likes besides good boy. So, but his are, his are mainly along the lines of also like words of affirmation. He also really likes it when I like, cause he does buy things for me. So he likes when I like praise his taste in things that he buys. So. I like, yeah. I like that too. When I get to do something, I know that she like how much she liked it. Oh. In your dynamic, do you guys like gift each other kinky things and normal things, if that makes sense? So for us, it's been more recent. Like normally anything we buy kinky is like together. Like we don't really surprise each other. With that, I think on uh, last Valentine's Day, I think I got a new strap on, which that's kind of gift more as a gift for me than it is for her. But as far as that, I, I've been ever since we met, gift giving like is my love language and mm-hmm. even before, know. even before, <laughs> even before uh oh you gotta call me out <laughs> <laughs> because it's the sweetest thing <laughs> but even before that i was on my first deployment or not my first my second deployment you know when d and i started dating and people said i was crazy her friends told her that oh that's weird but Right after we started dating, I sent her this. I think it was for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day. I sent her this call from a company called Fine Earth. Like their jewelry got comes like, I can't remember the whole story of how they got it. But it was very unique, like their diamonds and all that. And it wasn't super expensive. I think it was like a couple hundred dollars, but it was a little, a little diamond uh, necklace. And I just thought the story, like the Fine Earth story thing was really cool. So I sent that to her. And people were like, he got you that? And y'all have never even like kissed or hugged before? Because I was like on appointment and they're like, yeah, people are like, you know, like y'all are crazy for him sending you that. But even uh, when we first started talking, like when I met Dee, she had a boyfriend and I don't know, we like really hit it off. Like I only met her once, but she had like a really bad relationship at that time. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, I deployed and I'm in Afghanistan and we just like, we'd still chat, but it wasn't like super in depth, but I still wanted to talk to her and, uh, she sent me a care package for Thanksgiving and I sent her flowers in return. And, uh, anyway, that was the start of it, you know? And like, I just really enjoy giving people things, but especially her and things that are like very meaningful. So like I gave her the necklace from fine earth. And then when I came home, her birthday was in the summer and I gave her this, uh, forever ring. And like, ever since then, it's just been jewelry. Like I've bought her a ton of jewelry because I want things that can like last forever. Like I guess I'm very like, sentimental in the aspect of like when we're you know 80 years old, she has this bracelet that I bought her when she was 20. You know because it was good quality and it lasts forever, and it's just like very meaningful. Like everything has a story. Like I can tell you each major like thing that I've gotten her over the last 10 years, and 
I don't know, that stuff's really important to me. So like the gift giving kind of turned into acts of service and it's just another way to give something to her. Like I just feel like I'm giving her such like a big part of myself and it's rewarding, I guess, because I love her that much. So, and at the end of the day, I think like some people just like, like the kink version of like, yeah, I want to be a service sub or I want to do that because like it feels kinky or like it leads to some kind of other gratification. But I just love her that much that I want to serve her. I guess that's a good way to put it. Well, the reason I asked that question is, is you didn't answer in your, in your response is the same reason that I sometimes like give gifts because I still, it still feels like serving them in a way. So I like when the times that I can't like be of service physically, I like, like I mentioned in the last episode, I'll send, you know, like a, you know, a Venmo or Apple pay or something for like a drink or something to me at least. And I, and I found that I do this oftentimes for the people that I've like somewhat dabbled in that dynamic with, because to me, at least it feels like a service that I'm doing for them. Like it, I, it is, you know, like kind of like a little gift, but it feels like a service because I'm like, I wouldn't say maybe helping them in some way, but like serving them in that way. Like I can't be there to like serve you this drink, but here's like the 20 bucks. So someone can go serve it for you and like, they'll carry out that task. For yeah, we're on the same page. I feel like that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. And so like, and it, it can be a variety of things, but like it does for me the same thing that like acts of service do. Like if it's, if it's, in, I would agree yeah, with that. If it's some form of way that it, that it feels like a service. So and like, I guess that kind of goes to like, if it's somebody that I have like, which you all to both of you all know this now, but if it's somebody I have a connection with, like I want to like do things for them or like stuff that like makes them like feel good that about our relationship, like our friendship or whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying like that it has to be a part of a friendship either. Cause I know sometimes people take that the wrong way is and like, Oh, you're buying, like you're buying friendship or you're just trying to prove yourself or whatever. But that's not even the case. Like you get it. Like when you give somebody something like it makes you feel good too. And it's, I've been that way my whole life. Like even with like lifelong friends, like stuff that's really sentimental to me, like especially things that Again, going back to the appointment, like things that I took over there with me, I've like had on me for a long time. Like if somebody's really close to me, I'll give them something like that that means the world to me because it shows how much I care about them, you know. And I think it's kind of the same way with D. It's like you know, material gift isn't going to do it. Like I want to prove myself to her, and I think being a service of proves like just how willing, far you're willing to go to show them what they mean to you. Yeah, I would agree. No, I'm I'm the same way. So I don't know. And I agree. Sometimes like I want to make sure it doesn't come off as if like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to like get their attention or, you know, like, like you said, buying friendship or that kind of thing. But it's just I like to be of service. and, And like, that's like how I feel like I am being in some form or way like of service. And I'll never forget, like, when I started exploring more of my service submission, I like literally texted Cammie. I still have a screenshot of this text. I'm like, man, I'm really becoming a service sub lately. And she typed out in all caps, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been able to do my service submission much lately, which makes me sad. But one of the ways like I practice it for myself is the friends and connections that I that I have that are really valuable to me. I like to check in on them. That's kind of one of the ways that like 
I kind of put myself in that service submission space as like, hey, I'm going to check in on this friend, even though we haven't, you know, maybe we haven't talked in a few weeks, I just want to make sure they're doing okay. Like I want to make their I want to make them happy by letting them know like, you know, hey, I love you or how are you doing? Yeah. That sounds familiar. (laughs) That does go along with one of the last questions that I have here. Finding acts of service when you're single or not committed to a dom, top, master, etc. And I think that's a good way to do it. Sub for your friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to be fulfilled. So if it makes you feel good, you can you can put it how you want it, you know. Because that is hard to do. Because like, thinking about it now, I don't know how I would do it. Like if I didn't have D and I had like really fallen into that space that I'm in now, I think I'd probably end up being like your fin sub. Like I'm like, hey. You know what I mean? Like, kind of how they are. No, I get that. It is a hard question to answer because, like, you know, it's tough to do the dynamic one-sided. But, yeah, you'll have to find ways to do, like, acts of service for other people. Just understand, like, it's not negotiated, so you're not going to probably get in return, you know, what you would normally get from, like, a top or a dom. But there are ways to do it. Or, like, you know, have self-rituals, like, for yourself. You know, like you said, you like dressing up for doing the household chores. So maybe for a service sub when they're doing their, you know, their stuff around the house or like their tasks that they normally do like for themselves just as a person, like get into the dynamic by like coloring or putting on something that makes you feel submissive or just something like start off, I don't want to call it a ritual, but like start off the event with something that gets you into your submission, into your subspace, and then go on about it and and do it in a way for yourself from your sub perspective. Okay, so let's Let's rewind because I actually do have something really good to add to that. So I knew that I wanted to be a sub and I don't know if I knew the label back then of service sub, but I knew that I wanted to be submissive in all ways, not just in the bedroom, but but just in general to be like, I wanted kind of that female led relationship style like NFLR and I didn't know how to bring it to her at the time, but I still wanted to embrace it. So she already knew about my cross-dressing stuff, and I would just imagine in my head that it was her that told me to do it. Like I like played that whole role. Like I'm like, well, I'm gonna do this because she wants me to do it, or because she told me to do it. Whether that's how it was or not, it worked. Like I really felt that, and I still do that now with some things. I'm like, I'm gonna do this. And I'm just gonna imagine that she's making me do it, you know. And I'm not telling you to like be a creep and find somebody on Instagram like hey, I'm going to imagine this person I don't even know was. (laughs) But my point is, if there's somebody you have a relationship with or connection with, it can be like, you can make that work. Like, you can still, you know, not hurting anybody. I like it. Well, I was going to say, because, you know, with my my ex-dom, my main form of submission was was sexual. So instead of, it was blowjobs, essentially. And when that dynamic sort of died out, I agree. It's like, you know, I had to find new ways of like putting myself in that service submission headspace. There were some days sometimes where, you know, I would go like this past weekend, whenever I was working the sex party, I've never been a dom or a top before. But one of the ways I put myself in that that headspace was almost through service submission. I was like, in my head, I was thinking, if I'm being the dom to you know this cub and I'm leading him around and I'm being part of you know the theme that I'm serving my team I'm serving you know the people who allowed me to be here and do this so that was kind of like one of the ways I kind of did it for myself was like 
I'm providing a service in some form. We kind of talked that way. We kind of talked about that with Miss Night Eyes when it was like, you know, sometimes you top your dom as a service to them because you're a service sub. And I've seen so many memes that crack me up of like, where do you draw the line of like service submission versus like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like other things. So I think as a service sub, sometimes you do kind of have to watch that a little bit. Obviously, as we explained in that episode, there's very much a difference between like service subbing in a toppy way for your dom versus being a switch. Clear difference there. But I think we probably, as service subs, all found ourselves in a situation where we did things where we were like, well, if I'm doing this in this way because it's serving them in this way, then I'm going to do it. And like, that's how I'm justifying it. And like, we've all done that. Cracks me up. I love that so much. Maybe with Cammy's ex- past experience this weekend, she'll want to be somebody's, some service subs dom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, oh, man. The thing was that I haven't been in my subspace in so long. It's just been, yeah, it's just been way too long. And that night, I was able to get into my subspace. And, you know, I also did, I was a little bit in my service subspace as well. And, you know, getting to top a little bit, I was like in sub heaven. I reached such a high at one point. Yeah. Now I'm just craving to get back in the dynamic like I need I need to service again for sure go find a good dom yeah thank you well that wraps up all the questions that we had we got a lot of messages just saying how much people loved your content whenever we did our Q&A for this episode so thank you for everything that you do as the male submissive and yeah people I know they love that episode that we did with you last time. So I'm sure they'll love this episode just a I don't bit. think this one was as intense, I guess. I think I was like a little bit more passionate about some of the things in the last one versus this one. But uh, I do want to hit one more question, I think. which You should start the episode with this one because if they didn't make it to the end, they're probably going to miss the best part. But this is probably like, in my opinion, I guess I got, the question is what connects you to your submission? And oh, we yes. forgot about that one. I didn't have it on the list here. My bad. No, but I did write it down, I thought. No, you didn't. I didn't uh, see it on Okay, here. go okay, ahead. Okay, what connects you to this? Yeah. I think this is extremely important to me, and, like, I could talk about this forever or, like, all day about it, but being the person that I am, like, you all kind of know me outside this world, too, now, thankfully, which is cool, but uh, I'm not at all, like, at all submissive, like, in my day-to-day, you know? especially like with acts of service like yeah if i have a connection with you you definitely will see it a little bit i think you two have seen it for me but that's like because you all are important to me so just some people i work with or people i encounter throughout the day they're they would be like mind blown by this side you know and i think like a big issue i've always had is kind of not like necessarily with authority but the way i was raised like my parents and just in my earlier life i was never never had that much like strictness like i was very independent uh i didn't have like a lot of things that i had to go by and then like i went in the military of all places which i loved it but my biggest issue in the military was like being told what to do by people I didn't respect. And I've like really figured out and my like dominance and submission thing is like when I meet someone that I connect with, they respect me and I respect them. And like they just have this thing about them that draws me like to them to like where I admire them almost. It kind of brings that side out like, man, what can I do to like make this person happy or like feel like they enjoy my presence in their life, I guess. 
and I looking back now that I know I'm a sub, I feel like I've always been like that because like, you know, when you're younger and you have these teachers, especially like older female teachers and they're like, she is so mean. She's so strict. I hated her, blah, blah, blah. Those were like my favorite teachers because it was like, I just realized like if you like show them respect, not like, prove yourself to them, they're going to be good. Like, they're going to be good to you in return. And looking back now, I'm like, wow, I've like always liked that, you know, that kind of, I'm going to give you this and you show me that you enjoy having me in your life in return. And now we've gotten to the point now where I met D and I've always been super traditional and I don't regret that part of my life because I've grown from it. But I kind of like always been like, there's a woman role and there's a man's role, blah, blah, blah. I hate all that crap now. But just saying I was there at one time and I would even say like at the beginning of D and I's relationship, I was there and I'm not trying to get off the topic of service of, but like just being a guy, I mean, like a male submissive, kind of like we talked about in the last episode, it's really weird how, not weird, but it's just crazy for me to look back and think of how I ended up where I am now and like how much I love being this way and like serving D and just how passionate I feel about it. It's like, because when I look at her, I'm like, this person, she's just so special and so. I don't know. I don't, I'm getting like tongue tied now, like thinking about it. But I guess I just didn't see myself being so like just weak to somebody. There we go. Like that's a good way to put it. Like, but I like it. Like it feels good. Like it's just it's this weird feeling. I think a lot of people. That's like the main question they ask. They're like, like what do you get to it from it? How do you connect with it or this and that? And it's just it's something I want. It's like anytime anybody wants anything, it's something I think about constantly and I'm just like how can I make Dee's life better because when she's happy I'm happy and I think giving someone happiness is like probably the best act of service you can do like making somebody smile making somebody feel good making somebody feel loved like when you think about your heart and like what like makes you tick or like what gives you that feeling like that good girl good boy feeling like what's gonna do that for the person you're trying to serve and like when I know at the end of the day like D looks at me and she's like, you know, like, I love you. And some days you feel it more than others because you know you did something for them. And that feeling is like the feeling I'm chasing every day. And I guess that's like how I connect to my submission because I want her happiness because it makes me happy. I know exactly what you mean when you say you have a problem with authority because it's like, you know, the people that you don't really find that respect for, like, it's hard to take you know, instructions from them. Cause I've always felt that way when it came to like, I mean, I've had some really shitty bosses in previous jobs that, you know, there was no way that I would want to do like anything for them. And then there's like that other side of me when I find someone that I like love, respect and like want to please, it's like I'm putty in their hands all of a sudden. And it's like such a extreme night and day So I love it when people bring that out of me because it's like, you're right in day to day life, you're not that way with everybody. So when you know, when you do have that dynamic with someone, you know, someone special, it's really nice because it's magical. You get in that headspace for them and you know, they have all of you, essentially. I can relate to that too, because I'm the same way. There aren't very many people that will see my service submission or see that side of me that wants to just serve and take care of them and make their life happier and easier. Not many people get that out of me. And 
I think the more I've explored my service of mission, the more I've found, like, like I said, ways to like be of service when I can't actually be of service. But then there are times where I'm like, I sometimes it, it feels like people don't understand my submission just because maybe you can like look as, as different things or whatever, but they don't understand the same. So like maybe it doesn't mean to them as much as it means to me. And so then, you know, also as a, as a submissive from that standpoint is like understanding that everyone's perception of your submission is going to be different, that everyone's going to appreciate it the same or they're not, you know, everyone's going to interpret it differently. But, but yeah, I find myself more and more like seeing who brings that side out of me and who doesn't. And like understanding how that person like resonates with me and why they bring that side out of me. So I think it's beautiful that he has done this for you. I think too, it's just being authentic. Like I think a lot of people just get so caught up in like the fantasy side, which I know we're common, but I think as a submissive, and if you're listening to this and you feel submissive, like don't try to force anything. And I like talking about it because it's kind of like what all that stuff I just said I kind of noticed that after I start talking fast, when I start talking about D, because I'm like, I don't know, it excites me. Like, you know, like I love like telling people like, then be able to feel what I feel. Like that's what my whole account is, you know, like it's like when I write something out, I'm like, how can I explain this in a way the person that's reading this can feel exactly like how I'm saying it. And it's the same way with when you present yourself to someone, whether no matter what the dynamic is, it's like, is it real? And I think that's how it is with all people. And it goes like what we were talking about with the authority thing, like who you respect and who you give yourself to, because so many people that put on this mask and try to be someone else. And, you know, it sucks whenever you bring it into a dynamic with somebody instead of just being authentic because you're embarrassed about it or whatever. And, you know, there's nothing, if it fulfills you, who cares? And that's how I feel like I don't care if I'm weak today. Like, like I said, I love it and I love serving her. So, that's just, and I've recognized finally, like, that's just who I am, you know, and I'm not ashamed of it. I think I tried to like, push that away for a long time, and now I'm like, no, it's a huge part of who I am. It's not just, like, something I enjoy. It's, like, I'm thinking about that constantly, like, what acts of service can I do for her today? Now you embrace it fully, and before you know it, you'll have that little maid outfit and a little slave cage, and it's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> Wait, can I just say, by the way, like, your captions are so eloquent mm-hmm. and well-written. It's like yeah. poetry. Like, you go on our page, and it's like, <laughs> emoji, emoji, Kimmy here, and then, like, some funny line. But then, like, you go to your captions, and it's like this beautiful, like, long message that's just so, like, ethereal and well said. And I'm like, how do I write that? It's beautiful. I agree. It's very beautiful. Yeah. I'll say that's why I'm not as good at this. Like, I love coming on here and talking with you all, but I can't sit here and think about exactly what I want to say. So sometimes it doesn't come out right or whatever versus I really put, like, a ton of thought into that stuff because I love writing. Like, it really explains things I want to say. So... I'm sorry if what I say here doesn't come out exactly how I want to say it. <laughs> oh, you no. do great. I mean, I know I agree with you. Sometimes, like, like, I'm actually, like, better, you know, I think in conversation. Sometimes when I write things, it doesn't come off the same because, like, I'm thinking of, like, how I'm talking about it conversationally. And then it comes off, like, completely the wrong way. Um, so I think we all have have that, like, you know, maybe we're better writers, but not great, like, in conversation or like vice versa. 
I think it varies for everyone, but I think you do great either way. So obviously we're super happy that the male submissive is still back, you know, after the previous account and everything. And we love all your content and we can't wait for everyone to hear this episode about service submission. I think service sub special is probably a good one. Good yeah. way to go. We already did the Switch special, stuff. so now we got to do the service sub special. Next we got to And we love you, bestie. Yes. We love you guys. Oh, I'm trying to think of another S-related BDSM. Maybe we'll do a sadistic special. <laughs> but I need me to sing this. Me and Cammy just talked about something we wanted to do an episode on the other day, but I can't remember what we were talking about now. Oh, yeah. What was that? I like it. I'm going to start looking for a sadist for a sadist special. I can do it. I'll find it. Anyways, well, if you want to plug yourself, let us know where we can find you. I already forgot my username because <laughs> I've changed it three times. But uh, sorry, I keep getting deleted, so then I have to change it. And then I forget what it is. It's uh, the dot or period male underscore submissive. Yes. So everybody can find the male submissive on Instagram at the dot male underscore submissive. He has a wonderful page and beautiful content, and his memes are fire. Give him a follow. Yeah. But yes, thank you everybody for joining in. Don't forget, wear condoms. And yeah, we love you. We'll see you next week.